1: Hey guys, welcome back to Marriage of Martini's. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hi. Hi. So, I'm sad. Oh. Yeah. So I got a text from an old, an old high school friend. I had no idea what was going on. The text just pops up. Hey, buddy. I'm so sorry. I thought of you when I first saw this. Neil Pert just died. For those of you who don't know who Neil Pert is. Sorry to bore you if you're not a music fan, not a rock fan. Uh, Probably one of the greatest technical rock drummers ever from the band Rush from the 1970s. Um, Died at 67 from brain cancer. No idea he was even sick or had cancer or anything. Like, I think it was kept quiet. Like, he was just out of... I know Rush, they broke up in 2015, Maybe that's why, because it was coming on. I'm not sure. But, oh, what a loss. Mm. I mean, he was the best.
2: He's the one who had the drum set all around him, the circular drum yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. you and Ian, our son, who he plays the drums also, you guys have watched, like, hours of videos Oh, of God, him. yeah.
1: I, I wanted to play a clip, like, to start, like, but I don't know if we're allowed to. We're not. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. But... Just a quick background. I mean, this poor guy. First of all, he's 67 and dies of brain cancer. One of the most ingenious drummers and ingenious just all around. He was just such a smart guy. But the the trauma that he suffered throughout his life. I mean, back in the 90s, he lost his only daughter at the age of 19 from a car oh, wreck. God. Five months later, lost his wife to cancer. And that's all he had, his wife and his daughter. And he took like a five year hiatus to bike around Europe, just to clear his head. To you know, like he was just that kind of guy. He wanted to be in the outdoors, clear his mind. Just what a loss! I, I'm.
2: You need a separate podcast episode. I'm for so this.
1: sad. I have. So- <laughs> you need
2: like a separate Neil Pert.
1: I do. I don't memorial want to, podcast. I don't episode. want to bore everybody, but I have so much to say. I just want to say my condolences to Alex Lifeson, Getty Lee, the other. You know anybody members who, of rush. any of the yeah, rush members who are listening I, right now? I'm just my <laughs> my seventeen year old self is crying shriveled in a uh, corner, like sorry. doing drugs and just trying to forget about oh. reality and Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So that's my little I'm sorry. I know, I know
2: you really did love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It He was the best. Oh.
1: Okay. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Visectomies.
2: Visectomies.
1: <laughs> Visectomy. How do you pronounce it properly? Visectomy. Vasectomy.
2: huh. Okay.
1: Oh, we we promised this. We said a lot of people message us saying we're gonna we're gonna talk about something and then we don't and we don't get to the point. And we and our last episode was probably the worst case of this, where it was part of the episode and we didn't even get to it. And we well,
2: pr- the whole episode was birth control. We talked a ton about birth control. We did. We but just we had so much to say about the other forms of birth control that we didn't get. We to. didn't get to it. So
1: we promised a sole episode about. Vasectomies, mm-hmm. so here we are. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> poor, oh man, poor Neil Perth. I'm so <laughs> upset. That. Did he have a
2: vasectomy? You think?
1: I, <laughs> I, you know what? I wonder. The poor guy probably didn't because he lost his daughter at 19. I don't know if he was. I don't. I don't know about his family history after that. If he even got m- remarried mm. or like, I didn't follow that. I don't know. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I didn't see him, like, in People magazine very much with his latest thing. But it, funny, dating.
1: yeah, but funny enough, that was even part of my research I did for vasectomies of reasons, I, you know, obviously there's reasons to get one, reasons not to get one, and that was one of my reasons not to get one, which I'll get into later, I promise, I'm not going to say I'm going to talk go. about it, and then we won't. Here we go. <laughs> but, but that was one of my, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You just pissed off a whole bunch of I listeners. know,
1: I know. But it's coming. Don't worry. Do
2: you remember how long ago, I guess you got a vasectomy, because uh, you have one. That would be I, the first. I have a vasectomy. You have, you have the vasectomy. I have
1: the vasectomy.
2: Um, and I think you got one What when Jonah was like a year old or a little less, our third child. So, so what, seven years a, ago.
1: Is it that long? Yeah, about seven years, seven ago? years ago or something. Yeah, oh. so
2: you've had one for like seven years. Okay. So when we were talking in the last episode about condoms and all this and talking about how it felt, and it's been a good, I mean, eight years since we've used condoms, probably more than that.
1: Yeah, I guess that's why we struggled a little bit, trying to describe the difference. Right. Because we don't remember.
2: Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you, you. well, one of my greatest, one of my biggest questions was, you know, there's what I hear all the time from women, and I've posted memes about vasectomies and everything, is I can't get my husband to do it. You know, I can't, that's really the biggest complaint is I just cannot convince my husband. And I had the same issue with you, kind of. I could not convince you um, when I was trying, I I knew I wanted three kids. We always kind of knew we wanted three kids. Mm -hmm. And then um, once Jonah, once I was pregnant with Jonah, I started saying to you, okay, let's, it's time for you to get a vasectomy. And wait, how old was I?
1: You said it was how many years ago?
2: You were thirty three, thirty two, thirty three. Thirty two if
1: it was seven years ago? No, thirty six.
2: I don't know. No, what?
1: How old am I? I'm forty two. Thirty five. Thirty
2: five. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, I don't know exactly how I might have been. No, know. I just want
1: to gauge the you know, how old I was. What ages do people, you know, typically get vasectomies? I don't I don't know. Is that a thing? Like is it a certain yeah. age that
2: People? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, yeah, I, I had said to you during when, when I was pregnant with Jonah, I kept saying to you, when are you going to schedule your vasectomy? Because I sort of was anticipating like, okay, this is it. Like after three, we're done. And you felt the same way. I don't think you wanted more the, more kids either. It wasn't like a decision that I just made and you were thinking about having more kids.
1: Uh, no, I, I think there was a point that I did, but like I, I want more kids but I don't want them after they're little, so how do you do that? Right. <laughs> I like the baby stage. I like right. Or or the you
2: want to be like a puppy breeder. Exactly. Yeah, you like want to keep them when they're little, tiny, and then you yes, want to give them away.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. When it. when responsibility falls in, I guess financially. I'm out, mm-hmm. but I love the cute little. I'm sorry, face. that
2: financial stuff starts right away. Yeah, that's true. But oh I, my god, the diapers and the oh god, yeah, you need like a tow truck just to go anywhere when they're babies. <laughs> right, all the but shit you have to take. I
1: love that, like six month to four five ish, mm-hmm. and then I'm out.
2: Yeah, before six months, you didn't. You you were sort of like uh, like you weren't that interested.
1: I loved the, the zero to six months. I love the, like, laying Cuddle. on my chest mm-hmm. while I'm, like, laying watching TV mm-hmm. or feeding while I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. But that's all you get. There's no real reactions. No, re- like, sometimes they smile and you're like, oh, my God, look, they smile. But it was gas,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know.
1: So th- there was nothing kind of real about, you know, the mm-hmm. reactions you're right. getting. It's not
2: a reciprocal relationship. <laughs> <laughs> But at six (laughs)
1: months, you're getting like sitting up and laughing and they know who you are. And like you're getting real reactions. So I love I love that so much. And I love up until.
2: Okay, so what's the age you would like to give them away if you're going to start a breeding program? Right. (laughs) At what age is what is the age that you would like to get rid of them?
1: I think I love up until. All right. Twos are tough. Everybody says terrible twos, but I think terrible threes is worse.
2: No fucking fours.
1: Yeah, I think the threes were the worst.
2: I think w- we, when, when our heads were four, we decided that we were going to call them the fucking fours. Yeah? Be- yeah, because we threes. were sort of like, I mean, the ter- it was the terrible twos, and then the yeah, threes but they were, manageable, were pretty bad. But the
1: threes and fours, they have more, like, frustrated personality i think
2: i think the fours you start to sort of be like oh shit is this their personality now (laughs) 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 like (laughs) is this what they've developed into is this
1: just it for them (laughs) but i'm even okay like with jonah being eight it's still kind of cuddly and like fun that way yeah and like nice and easy maybe i'll call it eight
2: Okay, yeah. so eight. Ooh, wow, that's pretty old. I'm impressed. It is old.
1: It's older than I thought I would have said. Yeah, I would me have too. said four or five initially. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. D- um. Yeah. Okay. okay that's eight? fine.
2: Hmm. That's pretty good. I'm 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 impressed. That's a lot older than I thought you would say. So, I kept saying to you, when are you going to schedule it? And I think in your mind, you were sort of like, well, you're going to go in and get a C section. So, you might as well just get your tubes tied. Correct. Okay. So, that yes. was your logic. You're already
1: cut it. open. Mm-hmm. You're already on this surgery table. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, there, you don't need that procedure to be done to have your tubes tied. So, I figured you're already there. It's a quick little tie <laughs> and goodbye.
2: <laughs> it's a quick little tie. <laughs> it's Uh, like a shoelace uh, uh, no it's a
1: quick little uh, you missed my rhyme it's a quick little tie and goodbye
2: oh easy so funny oh
1: I'm not funny you are funny I am funny
2: but I think that that's a really nice assumption and I get that but there's all kinds of research and we say all the time we're not doctors but I do know that uh, I shouldn't say I know I am almost certain that um, I know getting your tubes tied is for the most part a very safe procedure, but a vasectomy is an even safer procedure number one.
1: Yes, I understand that right. Yeah. and
2: it's more affordable. it's it, like it costs less. And honestly, okay, so this is what I wanted to kind of get out of the way because I know a lot of a, a lot of men feel like this and and a lot of women are like, yeah, sure, I'm I'm already on the table. I'll get my tubes tied, no big deal. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's fine. I, my, I guess my feeling sort of was that um, I don't, you know, everybody's story with what they go through with their bodies and getting pregnant and um, the physical changes and how difficult it is on your body, everybody's um, situation is completely different. Mine, through all three pregnancies, starting very early in my pregnancy with my first, were kind of a nightmare physically, like, and and emotionally, mentally, all around. I mean, I was pregnant three times, which is kind of shocking because my first pregnancy was probably the worst nine months of my life. Yeah. So the fact that I did it again, I was like, you know, pretty crazy. But I think, like, I always, I always equate it to, they say, like, your body is a temple. And I'm sort of like... <laughs> Okay, my body is only a temple if it's, like, one of those fucking, like, old Roman temples where people, like, bombed the shit out of it and, like, (laughs) (laughs) set it on fire and, like, a volcano erupted in the middle of it. There's, like, I, so, after three pregnancies, do not feel like my body is a temple. I feel like it has been destroyed.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, and I guess
2: there was so much, I mean... I, you know, I had miscarriages, a miscarriage, I, um, you know, I had all this stuff with my mental health, so I lost a ton of weight when I was first pregnant, and then I, at all three pregnancies, then I gained, you know, 50, 60 pounds, and I, you know, had terrible morning sickness, and my whole body swelled up, and like, I just, it was such a situation where I think, for me, maybe, and people might say this is bitchy of me, but this is sort of how I was. I was sort of like, on principle, I don't want to put my body through one more fucking thing. And I know it's a very, very, very small percentage, but there is, you know, the chance of with a tubal ligation that there is a chance of, you know, they say to you, one of the things, one of the risk factors is ectopic pregnancy. Again, it's very small. I don't what want is that? anybody? when the pregnancy happens inside the fallopian tube rather than inside the uterus, it's very dangerous Mm, if it happens and it's very painful. Yeah. And, um, I just, I, 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 and again, I don't want anybody out there getting skiff. You have getting your tubes tight. is like totally a safe procedure not to be scared of, but um, it's
1: like, it's like when you, when you need to be on medication and you watch the commercial and the side effects are, not gonna happen. But their death and diarrhea and uh, nausea and whatever. death and diarrhea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not only will you die, you know what's, funny? but you will have diarrhea.
1: Explain this to me. There's these medication commercials that are on now that you know with their uh, side effects are if you're if the if the medication is called. Give me one. I don't know. Uh, Anything? Uh, put, put I, it I out there.
2: Lipsofam,
1: Lipsofam, <laughs> and they'll say if you are allergic to Lipsofam, do not take this medication.
2: <laughs> I've seen that on multiple. Like,
1: mm-hmm. ob-
2: I mean, well, that way they can say we told you not to take <laughs> it if you were allergic. How fucking stupid yeah. are these things getting? Well, it's always been like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh my god! But I think I felt like I did not want to put my body through one more thing I didn't care if I was already cut open I didn't care if I was already on the table I think I was sort of like well I have birthed three children for us and what I have gone through has been crazy and then you were putting this off and putting this off and and I knew in the back of your mind you were just like oh well you're getting a c-section anyway so you'll just get your tubes tied and I think that part of me was just like no fucking way like I want him to do this I really want, I want this to be one thing that he is going to do.
1: Yeah. See, I thought that to be like, well, you're already in that situation and Mm -hmm. having it done is not a big deal. So you're, you're kind of more on moral stance or like principle. Okay. But I,
2: I was, I very strongly felt like there is, listen, there's still risk involved with anything you add to a surgery. Um, I've already had, you know, very dangerous situations when I've been in getting procedures done because things haven't always gone the way they were supposed to. And I I was sort of like, well, I don't want to sign one more form that says, you know, this can happen. This can just no, let's leave it alone. And I guess that from the time that you were sort of saying to me, well, you're already getting a C-section from the first time. I was sort of like, okay, but I'm not getting, I'm not getting my tubes tied. I don't want to get my tubes tied, so I guess I, I was sort of yeah. It, it is on principle. I can see how for some people that might seem like a shitty thing to do. I personally don't think it is. But um, I kind of
1: do. You do? Yeah, a little bit. Do you? Yeah, of course. That's why I was so hesitant in the first place. Well, that's part of the reason I was so hesitant in the first place. I, yeah, because you're already there. Like, I understand. But your you don't have
2: to get cut open or anything. Yours was like a simple couple-minute procedure.
1: Yeah, but there's so much more to that in your mind than, listen, you're already there on the table. It's a simple thing. Now I have to go and have this vasectomy procedure done. Just because you're on principle saying, well, but you're it's you're not there. just
2: principle. Well, it's, it kind of is. No, I it mean, isn't. It's not just on th- principle because you do know in the back of your mind that whether if it's a rare, if it's a rare occurrence or not a rare occurrence, you're sort of like there are other things that I will have to think about on top of this. And when you have, when you're anxious and you have OCD and you're always expecting the worst, you are in the back of your mind saying, "This is going to happen to me. I'm going to be the person this happens to." So mentally, as someone who suffers so you know terribly with anxiety, I did not want one more thing. Listen, had it been had it been open surgery where you had to get cut open and it was a whole,
1: but in your mind, was this more of a? It's it's less safe for me, to, or I'm sorry, less safe for you to do it than easier for me to just go and do it after the fact. Or was it more of a mental thing because of your anxiety and your OCD? And
2: I think I was just done. I think I was done. Like you don't need one more thing. I think thing. I felt like my body was a fucking punching bag. Right. And I think the thought of adding one more thing to my poor body, even if it was small, even if it was just one more thing, you're still signing documents and you're still being told this could happen. And I think I was just like, Baby, you've done enough. You have done your part, and a little bit. I was like, you know, my dad had a vasectomy. Your dad had a vasectomy. Oh, I
1: remember you telling me that.
2: Well, it's, what no, are you telling you? No, I remember
1: you telling me like when you were trying to talk to me about going for the vasectomy. Well, our procedure. dads
2: were both saying to you, like, dude, it's no big deal. Just go. Like, they were both like, "What's taking them so fucking long?" Because they were had, they? But, yes, you don't remember that? No, I don't. Both our dads were like, "What what's this deal? Like, why is it taking so long? Because they had it done and it was, they went in like it was nothing.
1: Yeah, once I started researching and talking to people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: listen, if you're not, you know, knowledgeable in vasectomies, it's scary. So you have to talk to people to understand, is it scary or is it not? You know, like, talk me down. Talk me off the ledge. Like, why should I do this? Make this easier for me. And when you just think vasectomy without having any knowledge about it whatsoever...
2: Then you you should
0: research it.
1: You should research (laughs) it because your mind just goes places Uh of what could go wrong, what could happen. Uh And, all right, let's get into that soon. Mm -hmm. We should take a quick break. Mm -hmm. We'll come right back and...
2: Okay. Yeah. Lasting is one of those sponsors that just... I get so excited to share with people because since we started the podcast, I get messages all the time with two different things. Number one, it's too expensive for therapy. My husband and I cannot go to couples counseling. Or the second one, I just can't convince my partner to go. And Lasting is an app that is an awesome alternative and an amazing compromise for couples with either or both of those issues. When I found Lasting, it was because I was just, I knew that there had to be something that didn't cost a gazillion dollars and that wasn't invasive and feeling, making people feel too vulnerable at first if they've never done therapy before. And lasting is so awesome because it's private. Nobody's going to see your conversations but you and maybe your partner for some things.
1: Yeah. When I was getting ready to go to therapy, I was really concerned, number one, about the price. It's really expensive to go to therapy. And when you found lasting to at least get my foot in the door... And get us kind of started going through this. I was very excited about how much lasting cost. It's only 11,99 per couple per month, or 79,99 for the whole year, and you get a free seven-day trial to check it out first. So I was really excited about the price and what this thing would cost to get me started with therapy.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things that helped me to convince you to do it. Yeah. And then from there, you felt more comfortable to try therapy. It,
1: it was easy to get my foot in the door right. and get comfortable doing it and not worried about the money that it costs to go to therapy.
2: Right, and they're Gottman certified experts on topics like emotional connection, sex, money, parenthood, conflict resolution, appreciation, just a little bit of everything. And we've had the app for over a year now, and they are always adding new topics and series. So head to getlasting.com for your free seven-day trial that can be canceled at any time. And then after that, only eleven ninety nine per month or head to your app store and check out Lasting. Getlasting.com to start working on your marriage or relationship today. Sometimes our kids really are smarter than us. Not Be- usually, but sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of the time. But over a year ago, our daughter sent me a meme. Our teenage daughter. It was a meme of she's very into the environment and protecting the mm-hmm. environment and everything. And it was all about the chemicals that are put in feminine care products. And she was said, Mom, aren't these some of the feminine care products you buy us? Why are you buying us these? And I was sort of like, yes, they are. And I found Lola after that. Lola is amazing because it's a female-owned company that makes it so easy to make sure that us and our kids are getting feminine care products made with only the safest, most natural materials. We're always so worried about what our kids eat, the chemicals from cleaning products. We really need to be concerned about this also. And right now, Lola is offering two trial sets, each featuring a mixed assortment of period products made with 100% cotton for just $5. Both sets include either six plastic applicator tampons for different phases of your period, paired with either two ultra-thin liners or two cleansing wipes. And I had never used cleansing wipes before, before, Lola. I never even thought about it. Now, I use them all the time. It's just like a quick refresher and they feel so good. When you purchase a trial set, you'll be auto-subscribed to full boxes of both products starting the following month. But you always get a reminder email before the subscription officially starts, so you can skip a month or cancel anytime. It's all risk-free. Best part? Every time you choose Lola, you're supporting a brand that gives back to to women in need. To date, Lola has donated over 2 million period products. It's never been easier to try Lola. Get started with a trial set today. Get 30% off your $5 trial set today. When you visit mylola.com and enter promo code MNM30 to redeem your offer. That's mylola.com enter promo code mnm30 to get 30% off your $5 trial set today. I feel like I need to point out because I I can foresee what people are might be thinking. I I know that I'm talking about my body and how beat up it's been and everything. I know it's a gift to be able to have babies and everything. I don't want it to seem like I take it for granted. I am so blessed and everything that I was able to have three babies. I don't want anybody for a second to think that I'm, you know, just complaining and don't realize what a gift it is. Um, but your body goes through a lot. So for anybody who's thinking right now that, you know, oh, she's just complaining and not I know the uh, trust me being a mom, I, I get it. It's no, yeah. so lucky. Well, we I don't want anybody to, you know, get the idea that I don't feel like I'm completely, incredibly lucky to have been able to, my body no, could make babies.
1: I know that. I appreciate that. But we were fortunate enough to be able to have children right away without a problem. I mean, I looked at you and you got pregnant. I mean, that's right. How... But we
2: had all kinds of other problems once I got pregnant. Correct. Yeah.
1: But I'm just saying, fertility wise, it was never an issue. And that's mm-hmm. why you, ha- going back to the last episode about birth control, you were so adamant about. Pregnancy tests and mm-hmm. condoms and birth control and me getting a vasectomy well, because
2: I, yeah I was always like that though
1: you were but I think it, it was just pronounced and just brought on so much more because it was easy for us to get pregnant so you
2: mean after the first baby when I knew it was easy for us to get pregnant yeah but well it I was, didn't know it was going to be easy but before it, but we it, had kids but it was
1: quick I mean we, it, we yeah conceiving you know our first was was quick mm-hmm. our second was quick our third was quick it was never a problem. So y- right, but
2: y- none of it was an easy process in s- a hundred other ways. Oh, of course not. Right. No. So So whereas we were very lucky fertility wise, uh, you know, we I had a ton of, as anybody who listens knows, mental complications and also physical complications, and you know, I, it's yeah, I had a lot of other issues. So anyway, I just I know no, you I'm know, just I trying s- to help you out with thank where you. you're coming from. I appreciate that. And yeah, yeah, I just I don't want you know I. I I can foresee the messages I know. on Tuesday. I know. Um, I know. And, and yeah. All but, right. Well, let's, let's
1: get back to guys and vasectomies.
2: Okay. So, so I was going to say, so I'm sorry. And then I'll let you speak. Yeah. I apologize. Thank you. I appreciate you. No, I'm me so speak. sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I wanted to get back to the fact that, and this is again, a little bit of maybe my, my being young and immature at the time. I knew that my dad had had a vasectomy. I knew that your dad had had a vasectomy. I guess I always, I'm just thinking about this right now, but I guess in my mind, I had always been like, oh, Adam will get a vasectomy. You know, and a lot, in the same ways as a lot of other stuff, I was sort of like, oh, Adam will do this. It's Adam like, will do It that. goes back
1: to our other episodes where you look at your parents and say, well, right. this is the way it is. Right. I look at my parents and I say, oh, this is the way it is. Right. And even though my dad did have the vasectomy, but right. I was never kind of talked to about that with him.
2: I don't know if you like sit down with your kid when he's nine and you're like. Well, I
1: never even knew. So here's what's going to happen. <laughs> you're going to have
2: a vasectomy. <laughs> you're going to ice your balls for a few days. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but. I just in the back of my mind. So I guess because I didn't foresee having C sections, I you know you don't think about that. You think you're going to have a natural child. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of did know I was going to have a C section, but um, what do you mean? I just always kind of felt like that. I always had this. I kind of foresaw it. I remember saying it at the beginning of my pregnancy. I was like, I am going to have a cease I just, I just knew I was good. I knew from the way my pregnancy was going that there was no way just some fucking bowling ball was going to slip out of my vagina because nothing had worked like that. Nothing slipped and slowed. But it's too and perfect and too it's easy. It's too perfect and too easy. Yeah. Yes. It was going to be like, you know, a fucking a huge square television coming out of a, you know, huge <laughs> square television. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <A, laughs> Uh, oval size uh, all right. <laughs> yam or something. I don't know. Who okay. The fuck knows. Right. But um, so I just, I guess I just thought, and our dads all were always so open about how it was so. You know, they think that they were sort of. I think from a medical perspective, my dad was always like, the man should have a vasectomy.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. because okay. he's
2: looking at it medically.
1: It was it kind of a thing like back in the I guess it would be the 70s 8 not not 70s 80s after uh, was that what the, did a lot of dads have vasectomies then? I don't know cuz that's when after we were born.
2: Well, from what I read it actually it became like commonplace during World War II. Really? That was when I don't think like everybody had, but it became sort of like it wasn't until World War II that it was actually like a thing that people were getting vasectomies.
1: Yeah, because everybody came from the world. They were having babies. The, Probably the baby, boomers baby boomers were being born. Maybe. And they were like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Right. How do I sign out of this?
2: And I read the first vasectomy was actually done on a dog, but they weren't trying to do a vasectomy. They were trying to do something else. So
1: what else are you trying to do?
2: I don't know. I don't know. To not- I don't know. We'll okay. have to look that up. I'll, okay. let, I'll let people know I, in the next episode. You look it up and let me know. Check the Friday five next week. I'll <laughs> yeah. have an answer for that. Sure. Um, but, uh. but yeah, so I just kind of felt like, oh yeah, we all have a vasectomy, you know, and I guess that's just sort of how my mind always was. And then when I went through everything I went through, I was sort of like, fuck yeah, he's having a vasectomy.
1: Right. Well, okay. So. Uh, let me, I want to kind of, I did a little research here about, Why do guys feel so uncomfortable about vasectomies? Why we're so hesitant to get them right away? And most of what I found was what I kind of thought too in the beginning. And some are ridiculous. Actually, they're all ridiculous. (laughs) 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 But some... uh, uh, All right, I'll just go into it. Okay. Number one was it's basically a permanent surgery. For the most part, it's very hard to
2: reverse reverse
1: it. So for that reason, number one, guys get scared and uncomfortable. And some guys think ignorance is a big part of this. I don't say that negatively, just not knowing the information. <laughs> the
2: positive ignorance you're talking yeah, well, about. Ignorance. <laughs> naivete ignorance
1: by by dictionary standards just not understanding right a situation
2: right not informed
1: correct yeah because
2: again it's not taught nobody teaches us this stuff
1: so some guys think you're not going to orgasm which is not true so let me alleviate anybody out there thinking that you can't orgasm because you had a vasectomy not true
2: and you don't shoot blanks. Uh, let me please, Oh, I'm so sorry. I? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, I'm backing up.
1: Yes, please. So you still have your orgasm. So during sex, you have the same exact feelings you've had before the vasectomy. You still have, which I'll get to now, you still release. So there's, so you're going to come. It's, it's, it's the same thing that you're used to before the vasectomy. There's just no sperm in there. So there's no live active sperm being released in your orgasm, okay? So those are two things that a lot of guys are nervous about, which are totally not true. And I get this, and a lot of guys are going to feel this way, just the feeling of not being able to reproduce, even if you don't want to, it's kind of an ego thing for guys like you're no longer you're you're no longer able to reproduce, and all I can say is it's an ego thing, it's a guy thing, like it's a man thing, and God forbid, what if there's like an apocalypse, zombie apocalypse happens, and they need they they call you they're like, yo adam you you're the last of a hundred people left on earth. we need to reproduce, and we need to like get society go and I can't." <laughs> i can't do it
2: they're gonna be like oh you've run that marriage and martinis podcast fuck that shit who else is available
1: i have to lie and be like no
2: <laughs> give no, me but- someone from the prison
1: no infect me here no i'm good i can i can i can reproduce no problem <laughs> so <laughs> if i if, if i'm ever needed right, in that situation right. you, your
2: your duty uh-huh. i am no good uh-huh
1: I know it's so silly, but Uh it's just, it's just the same thing as like, you still can't orgasm. You still can't release or like, it's just that manhood thing, I guess. Like you want to feel like you're there to provide, to reproduce, to be the man in the situation. Like,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. And, and I get it. Trust me. I'm there. I think the same way. But, but it doesn't make any a,
2: sense because does, none of it makes because sense. Because financially, you literally like walk around every day like, shut off the fucking lights, shut off the, shut up that. Like you don't want any more financial situation, like financial burdens. Yeah, but in but a yet you don't want to get a vasectomy to stop the financial burdens from happening.
1: Yeah, but in a zombie apocalypse, there's no financial situation, so we're fine. Ah, I just have to be able to reestablish humanity. Uh-huh. And now I can't.
2: A whole bunch of little atoms. <laughs> <around>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was just thinking also You know that song Come baby Come baby Baby come, Yeah of come? course Do you think uh, I can't remember Who wrote it right now But do you think He was talking to his penis The first time After he had a vasectomy oh. Having sex No or, because you can Come baby Come baby No but maybe He didn't know
1: Oh, but Before he Before he was done like, Yeah he so was he was like to Come baby
2: Come up. baby Baby Come come And, that, and then he was like "That was a, That's a good song And he released uh,
1: it <laughs> <laughs> that would be really sad. I
2: always go to the rap world. I told you when I when you c- pour out of me the next morning, y- yeah. the first thing that comes into my head is an LL Cool J song, Don't Call It a Comeback, Mama's Gonna Knock You Out. I I always go to the rap world.
1: Listen, 90s rap. I'm in. It, I get it, it.
2: It works for everything. I get it. Works for everything. So you're saying that you, and you, I remember you saying that. I remember you saying before you had the vasectomy, like, what if it doesn't work after? You were even worried about like impotis, impot, imp, impotency. Impotency. Yes. Yes. You're having trouble with vasectomy I'm having right. trouble with impotency? No. Uh, impotency.
1: Anything around your male parts that are being fucked with, you're yeah. getting, you get nervous. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because.
2: Can I? Can I just remind you that I had a eight-inch needle stuck in my fucking <laughs> spine.
1: I was just going to say, because maybe... <laughs> like,
2: your spine, where if they m- do it, uh, whether they're off a millimeter, you can't walk the rest of your life. Yeah,
1: but in 0.3 seconds, you were so okay with Oh, my with God, that. I loved every <laughs> second of it. Yeah. It was
2: amazing.
1: <laughs> but maybe because guys are not used to dealing with the fact that we have to sacrifice our bodies for having kids, like women have to do, we just don't know. We don't get it. Mm-hmm. So we kind yeah. of expect women. And that, maybe
2: a little bit. I like maybe as women, sometimes we're sort of like, we want you to get it. That's what I was saying <laughs> before. The principle of it. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit more uh, subconscious than we realize. You I know? think
1: so. Listen, well, you know, our stupid fucking reptilian male brains are out there to just fuck anything, reproduce, spread our sperm, get out there that's that's kind of what's in the back of our minds because that's how we,
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think men everywhere are hoping you're gonna speak on behalf of them in some public forum, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it's true we're fucking dumb idiots, and that's that's you know ingrained mm. in us since you know, cavemen,
2: right, you know right? It's still there, right
1: <laughs> although you
2: need to listen to the podcast um obituaries where he talks about the Neanderthals he says Neanderthals. That that, he says it's all a myth all that dumb shit I'm sure it all is a myth. listen I mean no I on. know um, no I thought that was true too before I listened it's an interesting episode
1: oh wait one more break oh fuck Already? yeah it came quick
2: I don't really think we said much in this <laughs> 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 okay yeah we have to take one more break okay. we'll be right back if you're looking for a gift that is fun and funny and sentimental original creative I could go on and on then you need to look no further than Love Book.
1: Oh, Love Book. They're so much fun. <laughs> yes. I had so much fun making my book for you. I know. I got made, made little characters. They looked like us. It was so much fun to do. It, it was really cool, too, because they. I chose the preset option so that— like everything was already filled in, and obviously. Out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? What was it like? Seventy-five percent? Is that what I do? Is that what you say? Yeah, seventy-five percent, Adam. <laughs> so, three so, three quarters, Adam. Right. So most of it was done for me already, and then I just kind of customized everything to say what I wanted it to say and change the pictures to so the ones that I created. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun.
2: And I did it the other way. I know you would. Which was that I actually really took my time and each page, mm-hmm. spend time on it, and it was super fun. How often do you give a book, a, a book or a gift that? you actually get to like be the author. So it's so awesome. And what Love Book is, is it's a premium gift, hand-bound and shipped all over the world. Everyone has a unique love story. The Love Book Book Building System lets you tell a story by listing all those special reasons why you love someone. And it's not just good for your significant other. Grandparents eat them up. Teachers love them. And they make an awesome coffee table book, too, for anybody to display. And then the kids can always look at it or whoever it is if they need to pick-me-up. They just pick up the book, and it really does. It gives you, like, warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies. Well, from fuzzies. I like that. so first you choose a cover and edit the title you make your characters look like you and the other person who's in the story or other people who are in the story you choose pages and personalize them select a hard or soft cover with over 100 themes to choose from each book is professionally bound and laminated to protect it forever high quality glossy cover up to 100 pages in sign for one flat price so head to lovebookonline.com slash MNM and put in promo code MNM20 for 20% off. That's com slash MNM, promo code MNM20 for 20% off. I love the excitement that our listeners have had about feels. I'm getting a lot of people who are messaging me saying, Thank you for turning me on to feels. I was skeptical about CBD as I was very skeptical about CBD. Very much so. It took me like three years to finally actually (laughs) pick one. You
1: did your research.
2: And we were approached by dozens of companies and there were a lot of them that I just didn't understand what they were doing. And so I just I didn't want to take the leap. But then with feels it. It made me feel so much better because I know that they're doing it the right way. Fields is grown with care and hand harvested by Colorado and Oregon farmers following organic farming practices. And what it is, is it's a tincture. And so it goes under your tongue. And those are the safest, most effective delivery systems for CBD. When taken sublingually, CBD is more rapidly and efficiently absorbed for maximum benefits. The effects last longer than they do from smoking or vaping and without the negative byproducts. If you're nervous and you aren't sure you're doing it right, trying to figure it all out and what amount is right for you, that's one of the biggest questions is how much am I supposed to take? There's a free CBD hotline with real human support to help guide you and make the most of your personal experience. That's what I love about Feels is that they really do want you to have the best experience possible with it. So get Feels delivered straight to your doorstep. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to Feels.com slash M N M and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's Feels F-E-A-L-S dot M N M to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping.
1: So with all the fun that we've been having talking about vasectomies, what a fun topic it is, um, I want to be serious for a second and just tell anybody who's out there listening to this, it is nothing. It's a no big deal anything. I literally went to the doctor's office. I, I, I put the robe on. I laid down on the table. They put a local anesthetic on me. I didn't feel anything all i felt was tugging and pulling it was nothing and you're done it's so fast i i know people who have gone back to work that day i didn't <laughs> i'm a little bitch <laughs> i did not do that um i had um a little bit of swelling i i uh, frozen peas on the balls always good mm-hmm. and that's all it took I, I did no heavy medications, no time off of work. I was back to work right after the weekend. It was not, it was, yeah, there
2: was. I remember you were like a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I was uncomfortable. I liked being able to take care of you for a change. <laughs> like, I liked that. I liked yeah. being able to, honestly, just
1: to say the worst part of this was I was uncomfortable. Right. That was the worst of it. Right. And the benefits of it now, wow. Yeah. I mean, right. so much, but I, I don't want to. Think about a condom. I, I don't. We don't. You don't have to think about the pill. You don't think about an IUD. You mm-hmm. don't have think about all these things. It, we want sex. We have sex.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No thoughts. No, you know, no yeah. anything. Uh, I, it's anywhere, anytime, whatever we want to do. I don't even have to think about
2: it it's all know. those times we have sex in the kitchen floor <laughs> when the kids God. are not home. Gross. All those times. Not our kitchen not floor. Not our kitchen floor. <laughs> no, uh, no I mean, we never, we say anytime, <laughs> any place. It's always the same place. Right. <laughs> it's always the same time. Yeah, I, I guess I made
1: it sound a little more provocative.
2: <laughs> <Right>? than, uh, <laughs> but one day we're going to do all those <laughs> when things. We're <laughs> when, the, when we're 85. When we're 85. Right. When nothing works. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it was pretty simple and, it was. I think if you could go back and say to yourself at that time when you were putting it off. Because what ended up happening, this is the end of the story, is what ended up happening was that after Jonah was born, um, about, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if, well, if with Jonah, if we waited the full six weeks or not. You're supposed to wait six weeks to have sex. And I think maybe we were a little bit before the six weeks. And I remember, maybe it was six weeks. But then I remember I was late for my period. The next month or something. I can't remember exactly. And I started freaking out that I was pregnant. Remember this? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck. Here I am. I have a one month old and I'm going to be pregnant again. Like, what am I going to do? I didn't want any more kids. I like Jonah was colic. I had two other kids. I could barely handle myself. Then I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I remember walking into the room and I said to you. You will not have sex with me. Until you have a vasectomy. I, I do think I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> and the next day you were in the doctor's office. Uh-huh. I literally said to you, I will, because I was sick to my stomach, I wanted to throw up. I was crying around the clock. I was like, I, I really thought I was pregnant again.
1: What is, is it like, I know it's not 100% having a vasectomy. 99%. Is it 99? Is it's, it that high? A
2: vasectomy is more than 99% effective. Okay. Uh-huh. And you were talking about a uh, reverse uh, vasectomies. I read uh, that reversal um, is it, it is possible that the, um, the it ranges from about 30 percent to 90 percent of people who have reverse vasectomies uh, go on to be able to have kids again.
1: Yeah, I know it's possible. It's mm-hmm. not a simple process. OK. Yeah
2: um many factor many factors affect whether a, re- a reversal is successful in achieving pregnancy including time since the vasectomy so if you i guess the longer it's been since you've had the vasectomy the harder mm-hmm. it is to undo the age of the partner um how good the surgeon is and whether or not you had fertility issues before the vasectomy because i guess that just complicates everything right. um i have a few other uh Interesting things. What do you think uh, the most popular time of the year for vasectomies is?
1: February fourteenth.
2: V- Valentine's? <laughs> <Day>? <laughs> oh, because you think that's a gift? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what men give their <laughs> give their wives. Hey,
1: honey, no flowers. <laughs> just a. Uh, You're
2: close. It's March Madness. Oh, why? Yeah, March Madness is the uh, most popular time and the busiest time for urologists throughout the country because. Every year, men schedule their vasectomies in conjunction with the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament so they can watch the games while recovering on the couch with a bag of (laughs) frozen peas. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Yes.
1: Now I get it.
2: In fact, at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, that's the famous uh, Mayo Clinic, so many men sign up for vasectomies during March Madness that appointments reach max capacity.
1: Wait, so they do it just to be able to lay on the couch right. for, to watch the... That's
2: actually a really good way to get your husband to do it. Be like, right. I will not bother you for two days while you watch March Madness. Smart. I don't know is March Madness thing you watch. I don't even really know much about it. Uh,
1: I don't. Right. I'm not into college right. basketball. Right, I know. No, I mean,
2: in general, like, is it, Mar- it called... Yeah, yes. watch March right. Madness. Yes, so So, um, but that might be a really good way to do it. I thought that was really funny. Um... Do you think more women get their get their tubes tied or more men get vasectomies?
1: Ooh. Um, I would say 60 40 vasectomies.
2: 60% vasectomies? Yes. Now, in the United States, female sterilization is twice as prevalent as vasectomy. Despite the fact that vasectomy is equally effective, less invasive and carries a lower risk of complications. Hmm. I believe that.
1: That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. In America,
2: um. Oh, and somebody, one of our listeners, had um messaged me to tell me about you could about how her husband was twenty eight. They had three kids. They were done, and they like knew they were done. So her twenty eight year old husband went in to get a vasectomy. I think. I hope I'm telling the story right. And um, he went in, and they he had to sign like tons of paperwork because he was twenty eight, saying that his wife hadn't like forced him to do it. That twenty beca- eight because it's so young. Oh, it's so young, but. Yeah, it's 2080s. Yeah, not but 17. Well, like you were saying, that once you do it, and you you can no longer reproduce right. and everything. Like, pe- they act doctors act like it's like, are you sure you want to? You know, mm-hmm. are you sure you want to give up your? You know. Yeah. So, um, she said like it was a whole big thing, but um, let's see. Oh, they were talking about reasons why men are so against having vasectomies. Uh, One guy who's 34, father of three boys, said uh, he and his wife are not planning on having more children, but he's still against the idea of a vasectomy. If I couldn't produce kids for some medical reason or biological reason, I know for a fact it would make me feel uh, not good about myself. That's
1: what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So if for some reason he had to reproduce, Mm
2: -hmm. for some reason, zombies, right? Okay. I also want to mention that when you ha- when you had a vasectomy mm-hmm. to me that was like a huge turn on. I thought it was really sexy. Oh. Really? I mean not the actual procedure. No. <laughs> but but I think that it said a lot about like for me it was you doing something for me so that I didn't have to and because you realized that you were going to just take a little bit of the brunt off of me. Right.
1: I understood how you were feeling about yeah. your body and it was my turn to kind of do something to mine.
2: Well, not even that as much as just for us. You were doing something for us to, you know, be able to connect without whatever might happen. And I just I to me, it was a very like it, it was a it's it was a big thing. It, I meant, it meant a lot to me. I understand. It, me- it, do- it still does. I want. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. No, I'm serious. I really appreciate that. Um, I did a poll on Instagram, an extension to the one that we did last week on the condoms and everything, about vasectomies. Um, let's see, and uh, it said,
1: "If anybody is getting an insight into what it's like talking to Danielle, I'm so sorry. No, but I'm on it is. my
2: phone looking. No, for I know, it. but just
1: so people like understand what it is talking to you, this is it." <laughs>
2: <laughs> true that yeah touche uh okay i said if you are not planning on having any more or any children do you or your partner have a vasectomy and what percentage do you think said yes
1: 34
2: wow you looked no i didn't did you i swear oh 33 percent was yes. it right uh-huh 33 percent uh have a vasectomy Yes. Um, if you're a woman with a male partner, would you like him to eventually get a vasectomy?
1: 68.
2: Fuck you. You lucked at I this. I swear I did. Really? I swear. 69%. Really? Yeah, baby. 69%. <laughs> I'm off
1: by one point wow. so far I th- Did one. you really not look? I, I did not. I feel like I'm playing uh, <laughs> Monopoly didn't. with our eight-year-old <laughs> right now.
2: And he's like, no, I swear. I didn't just steal <laughs> that free parking. I
1: did not look at anything. Okay.
2: Um, if this is a conversation you've had, does he seem resistant or was he at one time resistant when you brought it up? 86%. No, uh, you're fucking off. Oh. that no, you didn't cheat. You suck. <laughs> uh, is yes is 48%. Oh, really? Yeah. 48% says he seems resistant oh, or th- they, or they just haven't brought it up, I guess.
1: Okay. I thought it would have been more guys who were like, man, eh, let's talk about this.
2: Or yeah, I don't know. It says is if, yeah, if it's a conversation you've had. So, um, yeah. Okay. But uh, I do think that it should be, a, a you know, an ongoing conversation. And maybe it's something that we should have really established earlier. But I guess it's hard to know because I guess when we would have started talking about it, we didn't know I was going to have a C-section. And probably had I not had a C-section, you automatically would have gone in and had a vasectomy. Maybe. Maybe not.
1: Wait, what? I'm
2: saying, had we talked about it before we had kids, like, what do you want to do one day? I don't know. Is that a conversation people have or is that a dumb conversation? That's kind of weird. Is it weird to have that? I don't know. I don't know. What's the right (laughs) move? Do you wait until the last second and then decide? I just don't know.
1: Yeah, I I guess it's more you know when you're done. You have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Because do you really know when you're done until you know you're done? But it took
2: a long time because I knew... As soon as I got pregnant with Jonah, I knew we were done. And that was nine months of, okay, when are you going to schedule it? When are you going? When are you? Right. So I guess you got to start earlier than you think because it could take a while.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, if you know you're done, just do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's so nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's all the yeah, same. Yeah, if that's what you and your partner decide you both want. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if you
1: guys got together and said, no more kids, mm-hmm. we're done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I never want kids again. Mm-hmm. Just go get the vasectomy. It's not a big deal.
2: Well, Ron, Dr. Ron, my dad, uh, Linda and Ron, the, (laughs) the Linda and the Ron... Will be coming on the podcast for our special Valentine's Day episode. Oh. So we can ask him all about his vasectomy.
1: Wait, am I on this one? Yeah. Really? Yes. I'm part of this too.
2: Why wouldn't you be? To talk to I my parents?
1: No. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about this. Why are you nervous? Be, because. Uh, to
2: talk to my parents? Well, yeah. I mean,
1: on the podcast?
2: Wait, wait a minute. What? What are we talking
1: about? What's it Do about? Do we need
2: to. Wait. What? What's it about? What's it? I, yeah, I what's the topic? I I, I I don't plan dinner that far in advance. <laughs> I don't know what the topic well, is. I mean, it's about being the I think they're celebrating their fifty-five year anniversary. Okay. So, so we're that's gonna, nice and sweet. It's nice talk about that. Right. Yeah. Well, what do you think we're gonna talk? I'm not well, talking about like. And... Do they like BDSM? Okay. I, I I thank
1: you everybody. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: if we do talk about any of that, we will have <laughs> to either leave the room or. I shoot myself or <laughs> yeah, something. That's I my know. point. No, we're not going to get into all of that. I don't think. Oh, maybe. We I don't will. know. I maybe. might have some good questions. Okay. I might come up. With oh, good. <gasps> can you imagine if it's revealed that they're like into some kind of like yeah. super crazy.
1: They might have like in their adult. Maybe community. that's why
2: my mom doesn't get out of bed till four. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, they're just going at it. Their all adult community long. might be
1: like a swingers club.
2: Probably lots going on. Probably, oh, I like that. Yeah, I hope they have sex better than they <laughs> drive, ma'am. <laughs> so I hope they back it in. And, uh. Uh, okay, I think <laughs> it's,
1: it's your parents, not mine. I'm talking I'm, about I'm the <laughs> community as a whole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, god. All, all right.
1: right, all right, let's. I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> thanks, guys. Okay, god.
2: thank you. We love you. Yeah,
1: thanks for listening.
2: Rate and review.
1: And we will be back soon with what's next.
2: Uh, just something. Okay. Uh, More, more marriage and martinis. All right, more marriage and martinis. Who doesn't want that?
1: Thanks, guys. Have a great night.
2: Love you. Bye. Bye.